0: Hi, and welcome back to Uncited, the Internet's Least Reliable English Lit Podcast. I'm Chantel. And I'm Amy. And we've got another shaky shake for you. Surprise. We said we were going to do a book, but it's a play. Because
1: sometimes you want something that's, you know, light and breezy for a summer episode.
0: Yeah, the great tragedy of Macbeth is light and breezy for us.
1: Light and breezy. Um, before we we dive in to this week's play, can can oh. I
0: give us our peer review? Oh no! Yes, we have a peer review.
1: Yes, so our peer review uh, comes from Zach about Zach. Um, where he would like to correct something he said. So at one point he was talking about underground comics and the Bechdel test and Fun Home. And in the episode, it seems like he said that the author made underground comics, but she didn't. She made above-ground comics.
0: I didn't assume she was a mole person. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Zach, for your own peer review. Thank you, Zach.
1: He's listened to more episodes than I have.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's so sad. Okay. So I do have a summary because I listened to the audio drama last night. But before I start the summary, I want to tell you about the audio drama. Okay. I'm not going to say who made it because I don't want to like call them out. But they had about maybe a fifth of the actors were like actual audio drama actors. And they were doing acting, you know, like actors. Was it the BBC? No, it wasn't the BBC. (laughs) It wasn't anything you would guess. They were doing their best. Lady Macbeth was a little too sweet for me mm-hmm. i think she needs to be less sweet MacDuff was doing all right none of the actual actors were Macbeth, in case you were wondering three-fifths of the characters were i would say just like randoms random people that they got to read the script some of them sounded like they were phoning in from different parts of the world because the audio quality was wildly varied And they were just like reading the script, which is, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. And then the remaining fifth, I think they ran out of people that they knew or people that they could commission or like budget because they were just using various text to speech voices. (laughs) And one of them was one of the witches. So it was just like, when will we three meet again (laughs) in Thunder, Lightning or in Rain, (gasps) which was a trip it's
1: like you know in high school they make you read the play out loud yes so it's kind of like that and there were 10 people in my class when we did Macbeth. and the guy who was sitting behind me kept getting characters like kept getting killed off oh no so he would start as a character and die and then my teacher was like okay well you can be this person now and then he'd do the thing and he's like i'm dead again oh no and it kept happening he was actually just the red shirts from star trek he was a red shirt from star trek and i kept being like oh my god this is so so sad. And then I was like, oh, this happened again. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that sounds like an interesting audio thing.
0: Can I know who it is? I don't even remember. I didn't okay. even take note. But I listened to it on 1.2 speed as well cuz I wanted to get <laughs> her done before I went to sleep. So that didn't help.
1: For all, you know there was a really normal person who had a really normal voice, but they just happened to sound like a google voice
0: yeah her name was siri and she was a real (laughs) real person next week on her (laughs) okay so Macbeth. if you haven't read it we're gonna give you a brief summary
1: i mean if you haven't read it it's worth it.
0: it's actually a good one
1: it's one of the few plays that i would say like it's worth taking the time to go and give it a gander
0: or to watch it or if you don't want to you can just listen to us talk about it that's cool too we don't judge i mean live your life I'm just saying, I recommend. It's good if you want to. Yeah. So it's set in Scotland. 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 I'm really sorry to all our Scottish listeners, all two of you. After a big fight between Scotland and Ireland and Norway, Scottish bro pals slash military commanders, Macbeth and Banquo, are on their way home and they run into three witches. And the witches are super fun characters and they greet them with a prophecy. Yep. The best way to greet a person. So Macbeth arrives and he's
1: like, speak if you can, what are you?
0: Which is kind of rude. You should say, who Who are you?
1: Yeah, who are you? But wherefore art thou is also a weird way of saying like, which family are you from?
0: Why are you?
1: <laughs> so the first witch is all like, all hail Macbeth, hail to thee, Thane of Glamis. The second witch is like, all hail Macbeth, hail to thee, Thane of Cawdor. And the third witch is like, all hail Macbeth, that shalt be king hereafter. And then Bankro says stuff because Banquo is... Who he is. <laughs> the first witch goes lesser than Macbeth and greater. The second witch goes not so happy yet much happier. The third witch goes thou shalt get kings though thou be none. So all hail Macbeth and Banquo.
0: So they say he's gonna be thane of Cawdor. He's already thane of wherever else they say. I'm not gonna go look it up again. And that he's going to be king. And they say Banquo's descendants will be kings. Yeah. And Macbeth's like I'm not thane of Cawdor and I'm not gonna be king. You're ridiculous. And then he gets a messenger memo that he is set to replace the thane of Cawdor who betrayed Scotland to their enemies. And since he's the King Duncan's cousin, he is by nepotism, (laughs) the first in line to replace this thane of Cawdor. By nepotism. So he's like, oh, hmm, I am going to be king, I think. So he sends a letter to his wife, which if he doesn't want what's going to happen to happen is a bad idea. He sends his wife a letter and says, that he's prophesied to be king. His wife's name, by the way, is Lady Macbeth because she's named like the parents in kids cartoons where you just get like their relationship to the person you're actually supposed to be paying attention to. Like, oh, this is little bear. And this is mother bear. And this is father bear. And this is Duck Friend of Bear. I have a question here. It's a very important question. What's your very important question? The IQ, if you will.
1: Macbeth is a name. Are we understanding it as a first or last name? Or is it a title like, you know, the Sussexes?
0: I think it's his name because none of the places he's a thane of are Macbeth. I think it's probably a last name. Right. Because Macduff is another character. Yeah. Which is very similar. And then like MacDonald is a Scottish last name. Yeah. So Mac is a very common last name prefix in Scotland. Whereas
1: Duncan, the king of Scotland, has a son whose name Malcolm, he has a first name. Yes. Am I thinking too far in this? Maybe a little. Okay, moving on.
0: Lady Macbeth. So Lady Macbeth hears about this and she's like, ooh, we're gonna make this happen. And then she immediately gets a messenger saying that Macbeth's cousin, the king, Duncan, is coming for a one night little sleepover at their castle in Inverness, which BT dubs is the place where the Loch Ness monster lives. So instead of just murdering duncan she could have thrown him to the loch ness monster
1: can i also bring up something else that's fun about inverness you may i don't know if you know about outlander
0: i do know about it okay
1: so i was very into outlander because of my time travel class and also because of the 18th century aspect of it and it also happens in inverness
0: you know what else happened in inverness you went i have been there important events so yeah lady macbeth talks macbeth into murdering duncan And he's like, oh, no, I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it. And then he does it anyway, because he can make no decisions for himself, which makes me think that the fact that he murdered Duncan because he heard he was going to be king makes me think that this is kind of a That's So Raven situation. Tell me more. The prophecy is what makes the prophecy come true. Like hearing the prophecy leads to the prophecy coming true. Oh,
1: like a a grandfather paradox kind of thing? It's a
0: circular event.
1: Yeah, like if the prophecy hadn't been told the action would have happened and the action only happened because the prophecy was told so if we were rolling down a hill
0: yes exactly because he would never have murdered duncan or become king if he didn't hear about that prophecy yeah so yeah macbeth goes and he murders duncan in his sleep and he brings Stand. the daggers back out to like the hallway and lady macbeth is like you're an idiot go put the daggers back you were supposed to frame the guards by putting the daggers by their bedsides which just seems like people would not think the guards killed." them then if there was like a trail of blood leading from duncan to their room and then the dagger was sitting there it would just make me think if i found that oh these people have been framed who else would have done this but no no one thinks that well i don't know maybe
1: the guards are just dumb
0: i mean if i'm like an fbi investigator here
1: and i show up you know and i take off my glasses because i'm an fbi investigator and i go well (laughs) I see a trail of blood. You know, maybe I'm just like, these people are dumb,
0: you know? I think if I was an FBI investigator and I saw a pool of the killer's blood in the hall, I would be like, hmm, gross. Mop it up. Um, yeah, so Lady Macbeth basically just makes fun of Macbeth a bunch and then she frames the guards by putting the daggers back and smearing the blood everywhere while Macbeth is just sitting there freaking out about what he did. Macbeth is basically like if Hamlet went ahead in the first act and killed Claudius, Mm. that's what he's like here. Like he's just freaking out.
1: Yeah, I think Macbeth has too much anxiety to be able to like to do the shit that he's doing. Whereas Lady Macbeth is kind of like, you know, she's got nerves of steel until she doesn't
0: yes he cannot pull it off he's trying to pull off things that he can't
1: and she's like I got this and she fixes it for him and then
0: he's still stressed out and worried about trees <laughs> he's the author of his own demise repeatedly in this and I cannot feel bad for him at all so in the morning it's chaos we meet a cast of characters that are like somewhat important I don't care about them and they're all having just a really bad off day and it kind of makes me think that it's probably a little bit tied to the idea in Shakespeare's time of the divine right of kings right. where the king or the monarch of England specifically but Shakespeare was writing from England about other places so he probably translated it to there the monarch is the country's direct line to God and like the monarch's wellness is also directly tied to the wellness of the nation so everyone's just having like a bad time and then they find out that Duncan is dead right and everyone freaks out and Macbeth has already freaked out so he doesn't have to pretend to freak out he's actually freaking out Macbeth is
1: freaking out but for completely different reasons,
0: And everyone's like, yes, this is a normal reaction. Duncan's two sons, rightfully so, think that there is now a target on their back because if someone murdered the king, obviously they'll want to murder whoever is next in line for the throne.
1: Unless it's the kids who did it you
0: know? Which is what everyone thinks because they immediately flee the country and they're like, that's a little sus. Yeah, a little sus. So yeah, Macbeth is then crowned king. The prophecy is fulfilled. He must be happy now. End of play. But no, Macbeth decides to reenact that meme with the kid riding a bike and then he sticks a stick (laughs) in between the spokes of the bike and then he falls down and he's like, why would other people do this to me? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So he next decides that being king isn't enough for him because his kids won't be kings as well, and Banquo's kids will be kings, and it's not fair that he was given a barren throne. Now that's debatable because Lady Macbeth seems very entirely uninterested in having children. Mm. Yeah. In prepping for the murder plot, she asks the universe to unsex her and to take her milk and make her ruthless like a man, which is a super sexist speech, but whatevs. Then Macbeth wants to chicken out of the murder plot, which he should have done and didn't do for some reason. Because he's a dumbass. Yes, because he is. And he listens to the wrong people. Like his wife. And his wife tells him that he promised her that he would murder his cousin and she would bash her own baby's brains out before breaking a promise to him. So she seems like really intent on like not being a mother. So I don't think she wanted to be a mother. So I think if he had just like left it and lived out his life, and they hadn't had kids, like a lot of people don't, he could have lived happily in power for his whole life and then died. And then somehow Banquo's kings would have inherited the throne. But who cares? Macbeth doesn't need to care.
1: He's dead. Macbeth is overly obsessed with legacy, whereas Lady Macbeth is like, I am dating a crazy man. I do not want to have his children. I'm not having children.
0: Lady Macbeth's like, I'm going to be queen. And then screw it. Who cares? (laughs) Lady Macbeth is like, all I care about is myself. Give me them jewels. I don't want to like make a whole new dress for my baby bump. Go stab people so I can sit on a chair. But no, he can't let it be. No. Because he's both a chronic overthinker and a chronic underthinker.
1: He like overthinks. But like, under
0: understands, you know? Yeah. He overthinks and underplans.
1: Yeah, he's like, okay, I'm thinking. Things are stressful. I am stressed. And then, like, he has the ability to, like, solve his problems. But he's like, I need quick decisions, fast, must not think too hard. <laughs> you know, he's he's thinking harder, not smarter. Yes, exactly.
0: That's exactly what he does. Took me a while to get there. No, it was good. It was perfect. I loved the journey you took me on. Thank you. So he decides to send assassins to murder Banquo and Banquo's son, and then they do kill Bangwo, but his son gets away leaving it open to fulfill the final of the three witches' prophecies. And that's when things really go downhill. Because... Well,
1: I mean hills. Dunson Hill, you know. I don't know. Dunsonine? Dunsonine? What? Oh, his castle's on a hill. Dunsonine... How
0: do you pronounce
1: this? I'm sorry to
0: every Scottish person out here. You're trying your best and that's what matters. I'm ESL. So... So, Macbeth goes downhill. Yeah.
1: Which is funny because he's on a hill. That's the point I was trying to make.
0: It was a good joke. It's better after you explained it. Thanks. So, he feels bad about murdering his best friend. Who could have predicted that? Because he freaked out after he murdered his cousin. So, he hallucinates or sees, it's not very clear, Banquo's ghost at a banquet. Get it? Banquo? banquet banquet
1: leave the jokes to me Chantal
0: okay that's no I liked it I liked it a lot (laughs) with all his nobleman friends yeah so they see him like raving and he basically outs himself as a murderer like super loudly in front of everybody he's not subtle at all And Lady Macbeth tries to cover his butt and she's like, oh, he just, he does this sometimes. You have to ignore him. Keep eating. Don't listen. Don't listen to what he's saying. He's just saying nonsense. It's fine. And he sucks. So she can't cover for him because he keeps doing it louder and louder and louder. Yeah. I mean,
1: there's a lot of ghosts
0: in Shakespeare's play. Yes, there definitely are. I don't know if it's a real ghost. I think it's not. I think it's a hallucination caused by his guilt. Hmm. That would do it. Because he has hallucinated before. He hallucinated a dagger yeah, before he went to kill Duncan. Yeah, he's a little stressed. And a dagger can't be a ghost because a dagger doesn't have a personality. That's what you think. So everyone's like, hmm, that's weird. We're going to leave. And Lady Macbeth makes fun of him some more for sucking. Fair. So now Macbeth's freaking out because he's like, oh, everyone's going to think I'm a murderer. It's like, I wonder why Macbeth. Why would they think that? Not because you killed someone. <laughs> so he goes back to the witches. Yeah. And they give him a new bunch of prophecies, a fresh batch of prophecies, if you will. Yeah. And it's, it's really good. It is good. So the three prophecies they now give him are he only needs to fear Macduff. Macduff is one of the noblemen who opposed him ascending to the throne. Yeah. He cannot be harmed by any man born of a woman, which seems like a really great setup for the I Am No Man line from Lord of the Rings. Mm. But unfortunately, it's not that. No. You'll see later.
1: It's very M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan has a lot of fun things going on in his movies. And I feel like... He was proudly inspired by this play and its wild turns.
0: Or, plot twist, Mm. Shakespeare was inspired by M. Night Shyamalan.
1: You know what? I wouldn't put it past M. Night Shyamalan to be like a cryptid.
0: A cryptid or a time traveler or a ghost. Yeah, I agree. The third prophecy is that Macbeth will be safe until Burnham Wood comes to Dunsinane Castle. Yes.
1: Which I had a really hard time pronouncing earlier. And
0: he's like, that's fine. I'm fine. Because... All men are born of a woman, untrue, people of all genders can be the proud owner of a uterus, but they did not yet know this. And because the woods can't move, which seems to be true. that seems to be the case, doesn't it? I mean, okay, so
1: yes, but also no.
0: So like landslides
1: can make the woods move. Forest fires can make the woods move. There are many ways in which the wood can move. Like if somebody just clear cuts it and then moves it to the bottom of your hill, bud, you're
0: gonna be shut sure out of luck. You're gonna be M. Night Shyamalan out of luck. Exactly, yes. So, but Macbeth's like, cool, I'm safe. But just to be sure, I'm going to be extra super duper pissing off the one person who might harm me.
1: Yeah. He's like, he wants to test it, you know, because the other one came true. So he's trying to test it like
0: a dumbass. But you'd want
1: to keep your friends close and your enemies closer. And he's not doing that.
0: He's not taking any good advice at all. No. So while Macduff is recruiting Duncan's son Malcolm in England to come like take back the throne because... He knows Macbeth is a murderer because Macbeth just confessed that he was a murderer in front of a room full of people. Yeah. Macbeth sends some more assassins to Macduff's castle to take his castle and murder his wife and children. Mm -hmm. By the way, his wife is also named Lady Macduff because all the women in this play are named like the parents and kids cartoons. (laughs) So Macduff hears about this and surprising no one, vows revenge whoa, who could have seen that coming? Not Macbeth, apparently.
1: Not revenge. Like, it's not enough to antagonize him, but you go kill everybody in his castle and his wife and his kids. Like, are you dumb? He is dumb.
0: <laughs> Why are he dumb? So, Macduff and Malcolm, Banquo's son, go charge Macbeth's castle to kill him with the English army. And I have a really interesting insight on this from one of our followers and buddies on Twitter. Okay. So, the Booze and Spirits podcast, get it, Booze and Spirits.
1: Yes, I love it. It's a funny podcast name. It's a funny podcast name. I like it a lot. Better than ours. They, s-
0: <laughs> they said the whole thing is a hit piece on the Scots. They're all savage and bloodthirsty and had to go crawling to the English to save them at the end of the play. So that's an interesting take mm. because Shakespeare is English and he's writing in favor of the English monarchy. Yeah. So Booze and Spirits podcasts say that his audience would have loved something that put their Scottish rivals in a poor... Or light
1: as crazy people who are dumb
0: yes another podcast who we were friends with on twitter said while simultaneously glorifying the family line of james the first i think james the first was descended from duncan and malcolm historically so that's a tricky needle to thread says jacob marley is dead i've taught this play for several years but never thought about how malcolm had to go crawling to the english for help so that's a really interesting reading that i also hadn't considered
1: okay so- so the last time I read this was in high school I think I mentioned that before and like I knew nothing back then like I mm-hmm. I, I was also dumb <laughs> and now like like we've taken an entire you know Shakespeare history class like adults um indeed and we are no longer dumb so I'm not surprised by this reading at all
0: mm. I'm not dumb you dumb. Mm. Yes, I am. <laughs> we dumb. It's fine. So Macduff and Malcolm and the English army charge at Macbeth's castle using branches from the forest as camouflage, making it look like the forest is moving toward the castle.
1: Oh, hey, people can cut the wood
0: and bring it to the bottom of your hill, but whoa, no one saw that coming. And Macbeth is like, "Rot row," but he's still like a little cocky because he's like, "But all men are born of women, right?" Surely that's the case. See, okay, can I speak? Well, you have a podcast, so you can speak.
1: (laughs) So this part right here, you know, when I was a youth Mm -hmm. reading it for the first time, I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, maybe Macduff's birthing person was like transgender right like i was like maybe they weren't because my brain didn't understand the olden times
0: maybe Macduff had two dads
1: yeah and all this other kind of stuff and i was like okay there's witches maybe like it's not even a real person maybe it's like a frankenstein thing i had all these these plot twists and then it m light
0: shamalan in my face So Macduff shows up and Macbeth's like, no man born of women can kill me. And Macduff's like, I actually was born by C-section. So like, I guess, I guess, I guess.
1: See, when that happened in class, I was actually gobsmacked. Like my face just went like, (gasps) and I looked at my teacher and I was like, oh my God. And she was like, right? And I was like, wow. Because I got Emily (laughs) Shyamalan. That was like a big plot twist. And I'd like to point out something here. For our readers Mm -hmm. who have given birth via C-section, you still gave birth to your child. Yeah. I'd like to point that out. Because I was thinking about this in the shower the other day. Because I was like, this is my favorite plot twist in the history of plot twists and Shakespeare plays. You know, and there are many.
0: And then you're like, wait a minute. This is not correct. I mean...
1: (laughs) Still born of a woman though, you know, like whether it's cut out of you or not, you're still giving birth. So yeah, to all the women and non-binary people and men who have given birth via C-section, congratulations, you still did the work.
0: Plot twist on a plot twist. On a plot twist, C-section is birth. Yeah. But we do love an exact words prophecy. We do. It kind of has the same energy as the uh, exact words wishes, like how you have to be really specific with a genie. Mm. Like the witches were a little vague on purpose with Macbeth. Like if you're talking to a genie and you say, I wish none of my friends were sad anymore, you might just have no more friends. Yeah. Like you have to be real specific. Like
1: I want to keep my friends as they are. and I would like the opportunity to acquire more friends. I want nothing else to change except their emotions to be more happy and not sad. They can have other emotions though. But okay, so I want to talk about about prophecies for a second. Earlier, you said that you thought the prophecies were like kind of self-fulfilling, right? Mm-hmm. That if he hadn't known about it, it wouldn't have happened. Like he wouldn't have killed Duncan. Yeah. However, how would the witches have concocted this one, you know? The woods
0: are very specific. Yeah. I think the woods are the only thing that's absolutely no way it's self-fulfilling. Like they could not have thought of that. But the thing about no man of woman born, when he was going around being super cocky that no one could kill him. And then McDuff was like, Mm, I was born by C-section. Macbeth just froze. He, like, basically stopped fighting. Mm. He was like, oh, this is my doom. Right. And they were like, Macduff's the only person who can hurt you. And what did he do? He went and provoked Macduff. Yeah. Because they said that. So I, I think everything other than the woods thing mm-hmm. was self-fulfilling. So yeah, that happens. And then Duncan's son Malcolm becomes king. The end. Yeah. Before we move into our further analysis of the... This play we do have a promo oh do we we do have a promo i'm really excited about this promo because it's probably the funniest promo i've ever heard <laughs> okay in my life the promo is by nuzzle house which is a combination podcast of leaves of glenn and the book boys okay. which are both delightful i like them a lot i would describe glenn and ben the hosts of these podcasts as, uh, delightfully curmudgeonly. I don't think they'll object to me saying that. Okay. But you can listen for yourself.
1: Have you ever, uh, heard of the Nuzzle House podcast? Nah, probably not. Which is why I've decided to stand here, in the middle of this cow pasture, holding this creepy music box, because they were the, uh, only sound effects I could find on the internet to tell you about it. Let me, a divorced man recording in my basement, read you tales you were uh, never going to read yourself anyway. Join the one-man book club and steal my opinion so you too can sound like you have a unique opinion on literature. You can find my podcast at NuzzleHouse.com or look for Nuzzlehouse on your podcast app of choice. Ah, beautiful, aren't they?
0: And we're back. And we're back. Wow, that was so much fun. So last week, for a change, I forgot something. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot to ask you for a rating of Yates. Oh my god. I know, right? The first time ever. And it's done. It's in the past, but I thought to make up for it this week. We could do multiple ratings okay. of some of the characters of this play. Can I rate Yates though on a monkey scrotum? Yes. On a scale of 1 to 10 monkey scrotums, what would you rate Yates? Like a 7. Okay. Yeah. My mom's going to listen to this. Hello. <laughs> So let's start with Lady Macbeth. Yes. She starts off strong. Oh, so strong. With like the violence and the calling her husband a lily-livered coward and stuff. I like that. Yeah. But she does buckle under the guilt and she starts having sleepwalking nightmares where she tries to wash all the blood off her hands and then confesses to Duncan's murder in her sleep and the doctor's like, hmm, this is not good. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear this. Mm. Right. Our podcast friend Jacob Marley is dead said on Twitter, Lady Macbeth's trajectory from summoning spirits to strip her of remorse and any other feminine quality to gibbering that hell is murky and falling apart out of guilt is one of the most interesting character arcs in all of Shakespeare. Which is a hot take. It is a hot take. I feel like you have to either hate or love this character arc. Like you can't be wishy-washy about this character arc. Mm. It's like candy corn or like eggnog or socialism. Like you <laughs> either really love it or really hate it.
1: Yeah, I think it's a really well done character arc. Like unlike Macbeth and unlike Hamlet, who have their own like weird descent to madness. Her flip-flopping is well constructed. Like it's not. It's not all over the place. Like she starts off really strong and then like there's a. Clear clear path you know yeah which i think is aggravated by macbeth tbh but she's i agree with their hot take interesting okay do you agree with their hot take i think our our listeners are really smart by the way and they should probably control this podcast more than we do
0: (laughs) i do think that it's a good one i would like to see more of it Mm. I think that we don't get enough of Lady Macbeth and she's probably the funnest character to watch in this play and I wish we just had more of her like if this play was called Lady Macbeth I would give it a 10 out of 10
1: yeah like you know how Ophelia has her own movie and it was really good yes like that but with Lady Macbeth I think that would be so good and like I want her to be a badass like you know one of those badass women actress yeah and then I want her to like be cool that or I want her to be played by Kate McKinnon I think that would be fun one of
0: those yeah not Not everyone agrees with this. Our friend, listener, and former guest host, Zach, does not love that she does the unsex me speech Mm. and has so much internalized misogyny. Mm. He said women can be filled crown to toe with direct cruelty as well. So
1: Yes. So I think women can be completely vengeful and like, you know, no nonsense. Let's get this shit done, right? Like women can be cruel and her speech is very much gendered. Mm -hmm. But I think that's also like where she hits like her limit, you know, she's doing this very like masculine in quotation mark role of like you know being very like we're doing this now we're killing people it's fine stop crying about it and i think that level of like stress to a certain point like you kind of falter right and what do you fall back on things that you've internalized right Yeah. So I think, like, it makes sense that her speech is so gendered because she's battling so much with these, you know, these two polar forces within her of like, I can be ruthless, I can be cool, but also I still have to fit within this mold of patriarchy. And I think that this conflicting tempest, so to speak, within her is what ultimately brings her down. It would have happened whether it had been with murder or, like, being on the throne for too long. I think, like, it eventually would have gotten to her head because it was just too much for her to, like, deal with. And it's not because she's a woman. I mean, Macbeth just fell apart. Part himself
0: immediately
1: immediately and i think that's like her her strength of character is in the fact that she didn't crumble immediately but i think like you know having to deal with these conflicting things and like her husband being batshit crazy aggravated the issue it is a really interesting character arc but I, I agree that you know it's very
0: gendered yeah it is very gendered and reading it from a contemporary perspective i can see that criticism yeah but i think at the time it was probably like really progressive to have such a forcefully violent female character on the stage
1: yes but i think back about that other lovely reader listener person we had who said the stuff about the Scottish people mm-hmm. Scottish people were often seen as like these bad people who- oh
0: like barbaric yeah you're right
1: yeah barbaric so like she would fit within that stereotype and like oh look even their women are you know
0: barbarians yeah oh you're right so man we're learning things today we're learning so much I feel like I'm in a seminar yeah this is fun good job guys I do think if it was written now Lady Macbeth would be on like a BuzzFeed listicle Called 13 Badass Girl Bosses on TV right now. Yeah. And badass would be spelt with dollar signs. Yeah. Like,
1: I think we see Lady Macbeth as, you know, this badass who just happens to, like, kind of lose it. And I mean, fair. She didn't have therapy. But I think back then she was probably seen as this caricature of, like, even their women are bar- barbarians.
0: Like, she's really interesting, but also the murder's not good. Yeah. So I, mean, I can see where that reading comes into yeah, it. Yeah.
1: Don't go killing people. Do we have to tell you
0: guys this again? Don't go breaking Duncan's heart. <laughs> I'm out. Goodbye. So what would you rate Lady Macbeth on a scale of one to ten?
1: On a scale of one to ten uh, finger painting in blood, I would rate her an eight. An eight? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you like her? I like her, but I think I like her from a very surface level understanding of her. You know, the more I dig into her, the more I'm like, eh, like she was a nine. She's now an eight. But I think it really depends on who's playing her as well. I think that really makes a break the character. Oh,
0: yeah, for sure. Like
1: Siri would not be good.
0: Siri would not be good. It's a good thing she wasn't one of the people played by Siri. Good. But I do have a fun fact later about someone who did play Lady Macbeth. Um I would give her a seven out of ten. I think she's definitely one of the best characters to watch. Yeah. Like I don't think she's a good person. No. But I think she's fun to watch as the character yeah
1: whenever i I see a movie like i always think movies are fun and my partner always thinks movies are like okay and i'm like but were you entertained and he's like yeah and i was like so it was a good movie and he's like i mean you know i didn't like what it was saying and i was like but were you entertained so like i don't like lady Macbeth as a person i wouldn't want to be friends with her she murders people and then doesn't get away with it but gets away with it for a while she's very manipulative i would not want to be friends with her
0: she would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for her meddling nightmares clearly
1: but she's then entertaining and I think that, that gives her because as a person, she's a one.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, um, Macbeth. Sucks balls. Zach did have some input on Macbeth and Zach's exact quote is Macbeth is a dink. <laughs> Macbeth was just blah, but then he was in fact ambitious. I do think his character is really inconsistent. Yeah. I think he's like, oh, I shouldn't murder my cousin, but I'm gonna murder my cousin, but I feel bad for doing it. But, uh, you know what? I'm just gonna murder my friend as well. Oh, but I feel bad, but oh, I'm just gonna kill everybody. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. And it's like, well, that escalated really quickly and unnecessarily. You had no purpose to do three quarters of those murders. Yeah. Macbeth is definitely what would happen if Hamlet did things instead of thinking them. Like he worries a lot, but he is definitely a chronic Mm underthinker. But because he does things unlike Hamlet, the action happens really fast and a lot of stuff happens in this play. And the fact that he's doing things is what makes this play good and entertaining to watch.
1: Yeah. I don't like him. You don't like him? Mm, No. I think he's a bit too cocky for me. I think he'd be like a five. A five? A five.
0: I would give him a three. I don't like him. I like the play that he's in. Yeah. (laughs) Even though he's the main character, like all the other characters are better than him, I think. Macduff.
1: Yeah, I was going to say I would rate Macduff higher than Macbeth. Macduff's at least a seven.
0: Macduff for me is a five. I think he's a solid dude. He's got a great name. Zach thinks it's a dumb name. I like it. Here's the thing. He's got the same name as the main character in the Fisher-Price Castle PC game from the late 90s, which I really loved. So that's cool.
1: Whoever worked for Fisher-Price, man, probably had an English degree. Probably.
0: He does get off on a technicality by being like, hey, I was born by C-section. And then he just kills Macbeth, which I think would make him a great lawyer. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I think he's
1: clever and that gives him points for me. Mm-hmm, yeah. Also, he puts Macbeth in his place, which is a grave.
0: What's missing for you? What what puts him at a seven and not like a 10? Oh, he's a side character. Oh, okay. That's fair. Yeah. I do think he's a little boring. Like, I don't think he does that much. Yeah, he's in the background. So, yeah, he's just a background character. Yeah. Besides like the last three minutes of the play. So, yeah, yeah. I would give him a five out of 10. Cool. What do you think of Malcolm? The final king of Scotland in this play. Eh, Feels pretty inconsequential to my life. (laughs) I think he's a shit poster. Mm. I think he's a troll because when Macduff asks him to be king, he straight up just lies a bunch. He's like, oh, I could never be king. Macbeth is full of sin, but I am full of sin to the hundredth degree. I have so much lust that all the women in Scotland could not quench my thirst and I have so much greed that all the jewels could not satisfy me and I have so much pride that you would give me the throne and I would want the other thrones in the surrounding lands and it's like do you not want to be king right do you not want to be king dude and he's like lol jk I actually am a virgin. Anyway, let's go to Scotland. It's going to be super fun. Yeah. He kind of
1: feels like every other person who's put on a throne at the end of a play, you know?
0: Yeah, like a deus ex machina just to be like, okay, I'm here to save the day. Goodbye. Yeah. I think it's his idea to flee after Duncan is murdered, which is a good idea. Right. He probably would have got murdered if he hadn't done that. Yep. I'd give him a four out of ten. A four. I think I'd give him a three
1: because I just thought he was boring.
0: Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Those were all the ones I took notes on because those were the only ones I cared about mm. but if there's anyone else you want to chat about I'm happy to the witches let's write the witches oh my gosh the witches yeah so we did get a message about the witches from one of our fave podcasts haunted hospitality podcasts oh love them they said the three witches are the best characters to ever exist it's been 415 years and I can't believe we haven't had a spin-off yet <laughs> but haven't we though because I feel like almost every witch in like modern conceptions of witches is based off these witches a little bit
1: okay canonically in my head hocus pocus is these
0: witches oh my god that is so amazing i love it so much yeah these are the sanderson sisters yeah i love that i also think that they're a little bit like the three witches from the wizard of oz
1: oh yeah wouldn't there be four witches
0: though there are four witches in the wizard of oz but hush
1: okay you just think the other witch is just like sitting in the corner knitting being like stop making
0: prophecies oh there actually is another witch in this because hecate shows up at some point and then she's like okay peace right immediately right so there are four there are four that's fun that is fun they're a little bit like well okay so these wouldn't be based off the witches the witches would be based off them but they're also a little bit like the three fates from greek mythology oh yeah who like see the future and give prophecies and show people their doom yeah and lead people to their doom because they cut the strings of life and these ones give you dooming self-fulfilling prophecies yeah
1: these ones are like we own this bish (laughs) see i always wondered like what did the witches gain of this let's talk about that for a second you know what do they get out of boiling trouble
0: Okay, I take back what I said earlier because I said Malcolm was a shit poster, but I think the true shit posters are the witches. Malcolm just like, you
1: know, repost memes on Reddit, but like (laughs) the witches create the memes, you know?
0: Yes. The witches create memes for the subreddit Blurst. (laughs) Yes, I agree. I think that's a good. Blurst images. Yeah. I would give the witches a 10 out of 10. I think they're super fun.
1: I think I'd give the witches a 9. I took off a point because they are like unnamed. Okay. Okay and i think that's sad Mm -hmm. that makes me sad so they get a nine for making me sad about their lack of names
0: Yeah, this doesn't pass the Bechdel test. It does not. Bringing it back. Bringing it back. So speaking of the witches. Yes. I think we would be remiss if we talked about Macbeth and we did not talk about the curse.
1: So for the people who don't know, there is a curse that goes with Macbeth where um, whenever you say the name, the title Macbeth in a theater, anything surrounding whatever play you're working on, whether it be Macbeth or not, is gonna go terrible. Yeah, something will go wrong. Something will go wrong which is why Macbeth is always referred to as the Scottish play. The Scottish play. Tell me more about the curse, Chantel.
0: I will tell you more about the curse. So the legend of the curse is that there was a coven of witches in Shakespeare's time who saw this play and they learned that Shakespeare was using real incantations, which is a hilarious story because the incantations are ridiculous. It's like, I have nude in toe of frog. <laughs> <laughs> something something tongue of dog it's like that's not mm, mm. I don't think so no it's like fur of bat like who's no wool of bat like who's using bat wool <laughs> ain't no one using bat wool uh-uh. Uh-uh. but the witches are really cool and they apparently cursed this play. So here are some true facts about things that have happened with the Macbeth play. Some examples. So apparently the first performance was rumored to be a fiasco. The actor who played Lady Macbeth died. By God. So someone had to take over. Guess who took over? I'll give you one guess.
1: Was it Duncan?
0: It was Shakespeare. Oh my freaking God. <laughs> now, I'm not laughing because a man was playing a woman. No, that's normal. Every woman in this play would have been... Played by a man because it was unwomanly to act. I'm laughing because the idea of Shakespeare specifically playing Lady Macbeth is hilarious.
1: Okay, I have a theory here. I don't know anything about the folios for Macbeth, so I have no idea what's an original and what's not. Imagine though, mm-hmm. and that he write he writes this part, right? yeah And then he gets on stage and he goes to like perform it, and then he's like, I hate these lines. So he just rewrites them on the fly, and that's why she just like falls off. Ah, Or like, why she's so ruthless at the beginning and then falls off? Like, do you think that like, because there was a change in character, he might've like rewritten
0: parts of it? He's like, you know what? I'm gonna improv the rest. Is that okay with you? And everyone's like, I guess. (laughs) You wrote the play. Who's gonna play the doctor? I like it. Another time in the first performance, fake daggers were replaced with real daggers (laughs) for the murder of Duncan scene. So when they went to pretend to murder Duncan, they actually killed the actor. Can we stop having death? (laughs) No, we cannot. In 1849 in New York, two actors playing Macbeth in rival productions started a riot which led to 20 deaths and 100 or more injuries. How? In 1937. An actor was narrowly missed by a falling stage weight. It just fell onto the stage and almost landed on the actor. But he was spared, so it's okay. There's tons of these stories. It's actually wild, and the only way you can be spared from the curse, you can't if you're in Macbeth because you have to say Macbeth a million times. But if you accidentally say Macbeth in a theater during another production, you have to go outside uh-huh. spin around three times spit curse and then knock on the theater door to be let back in and that's how you get out of the curse that was actually the rule when i was a theater kid in high school minus the cursing because i don't think any teacher's going to tell you to curse but you had to do the rest of it if you accidentally said Macbeth.
1: that's fun i wonder like what the cast of hamilton did like every performance because they do make a very specific reference to Macbeth.
0: they do they don't say the name of the play they call it the Scottish tragedy but they say Macbeth's name the character yeah
1: so that's the thing like it's such a like you know a fist in the face of the theater gods yeah it's in the song called take a break your favorite one of my favorite yes and it's in a letter to angelica by hamilton um he says my dearest angelica tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day i trust you'll understand the reference to another scottish tragedy without my having to name the play they think me Macbeth. ambition is my folly i'm a polymath a pain in the ass a massive pain madison is banquo jefferson's Macduff, and burning wood is congress on its way to dunson name like they specifically say Macbeth within it they do and it's clearly just like oh we're not going to say the word because we can't say the word and then they go say
0: the word you know if if i had to break down the meaning of that reference i wouldn't even know where to start <laughs> why is madison banquo i don't understand it
1: well because they were friends
0: oh because they were friends and then he stabbed him in the back yeah supposedly okay i get it yeah
1: jefferson's mcduff because jefferson like well you've seen the rap battles right they rap battle like jefferson shows up and he's like what did i miss and mcduff literally goes what did i miss am i gonna stab someone <laughs> <laughs> so it works.
0: Which is a super fun way to enter a room. Like, yeah. if you're ever going to make an entrance and make people notice you, you should walk in and say, What did I miss? Am I going to stab someone? <laughs> that's a life tip from us to you for free from Unsighted, an English lit podcast. Please let people know.
1: Oh, yeah. So I wonder what they did every time, like every performance, because it's a
0: very success. Maybe the trick is to just embrace
1: the Macbeth curse.
0: It could be. It could be. Maybe that's what we need to do so that our podcast is not cursed because we've said Macbeth about 500 times this episode. Yeah, but we're a podcast. We're a production. Yes,
1: but we're not acting. We're not in a theater. That's a good point. We can't re-enter the theater, Chantel. How are you going to let each other into our houses? We're separated by five provinces.
0: This is true. Very good points you're making. Yeah, I did do that really good reenactment of the first witch earlier.
1: You did, but I still don't think it counts because if it did, my God, would my english
0: class have been cursed Mm, that's true so that's good that's good news hopefully we're not cursed hopefully we still get listens on this episode hopefully we don't have to get shut down forever and we're good imagine if
1: lynn manuel miranda comes after us because we happen to say like seven lines of hamilton on a podcast
0: it's fair use (laughs) Yeah, I think that's everything today. Do you have any announcements, Amy? No, but what do you rate the play overall? I would rate the play. Do I get a rating scale?
1: Oh, how many banquos at banquets would you uh, rate this?
0: I think I would rate it eight banquos at banquets. I like that. Good. I really like this play. I think it's entertaining. It's probably one of my favorite Shakespeare plays, if not my favorite Shakespeare play. Yeah. Even though it's a tragedy, it's still like fun to watch.
1: It's entertaining and it's still like, it's an M. Night. Shyamalan type of.
0: Yeah. You know, it's fun. <gasps> Biggest plot twist M. Night Shyamalan is Shakespeare. I thought
1: we had already established this.
0: I thought. M. Night Shyamalan inspired Shakespeare, uh, but now I think he might be Shakespeare. That would make sense. I would
1: agree with this. Because mm-hmm. Shakespeare and Shyamalan are both very hard to spell. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's the only thing that those two names have in common. <laughs> yeah, I do I really like it. Um, it's not perfect. Yeah. There are parts where it's like, I don't care who any of these characters are. Why are you introducing me to 15 new people yeah. and then only putting them in two scenes? Mm-hmm. But I really like it. It's an eight for me. Good. How about you? Yeah.
1: I would give him a, a very similar, like eight I think would be good. Eight out of ten. Banquosa banquets.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Okay. If you liked this podcast episode, we would love if you would give us a follow on any platform you listen to podcasts, or head on over to Podchaser or Apple Podcasts and give us a five star rating if that's how you feel about us.
1: You can also reach us through Twitter or Instagram through the handle at pod. Or
0: by email if you still use email at unsightedpodcasts at outlook.com. We also have merch. I have some coming in the mail to me right now. I have a shirt. It's going to be purple. It's going to be very exciting. You can find our merch at Redbubble by looking up unsighted podcast. You'll find our store with some slogans and some fun logos. And we're all here for a good time. We hope you're having a nice summer. We hope you're having a nice summer. And we're really glad you chose to spend this time with us here we appreciate you so thank you for listening and we hope to see you in two weeks
1: and as always we're excited unavailable okay ready as it will ever be that's promising